from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly on 99.9 The Fan. It's football at four. So we're talking football, all ACC preseason list. Yes, give it to me. And as with any list, as with any of these teams, whether it's you know All-Pro, All-NBA, uh, All-Star, it's the snubs, right? It's the snubs. Peyton Wilson, not all ACC. Yeah, they got that one wrong. Now, it would be one thing if it were a position like uh, quarterback or kicker or something where there's one slot. There are three linebackers on this list. Mm-hmm. You're telling me Peyton Wilson is not one of the three best linebackers in the ACC coming back this year? You're, t- you're telling me there are two on Clemson alone. I mean, I, I could be convinced somebody like Jeremiah Trotter Jr., right? Maybe, you know, the health elements. Like, there's there's some argument. I don't see Barrett Carter of Clemson being anything other than the media voters looked at it and said, Clemson's pretty good, right? And I'd, I can't name three linebackers. So, uh, fine, go with him. There are some storylines here. I'm not going to read you the whole the whole preseason all ACC football team because it's a whole bunch of names and you know it'll just it'll turn into white noise. But there are a few takeaways from the, the list here. And by the way, preseason player of the year was also announced today. Uh, Drake May. Shocker. <laughs> well, we'll start there. Uh, Carolina had Drake May all ACC, Tez Walker wide receiver transfer from Kent State all ACC, and the aforementioned Cedric Gray of uh, their linebacker core. All ACC. Uh, and then Drake May was their preseason player of the year. My takeaway for, for Carolina fans right now is I thought Drake May's margin of victory would have been bigger. Right? He For the, the um, player of the year, he had 50% of the votes. 88 out of a possible 176. Jordan Travis, quarterback Florida State, had 66 of the votes. Yeah, I was surprised by that too. That's not a gigantic margin of victory. I voted for Drake. So did I. And and I, I kind of did it as if like, well, it's going to be Drake, and I moved on, right? Yeah, I mean, I, it was like no brainer. I did not think like this might be the vote that puts him over the top, like you know, when when you know, someone's running unopposed and you're at the the ballot box and you have to to fill in their name anyway, you're not thinking like, oh, this is going to change things. That, I mean, twenty two votes is not as much as you would have thought for preseason player of the year. He had one hundred and seven out of one hundred and seventy six votes for all ACC quarterback. That's that's fascinating to me. We're gonna we're gonna come back to Peyton Wilson, by the way. Uh, Duke. My reaction is the respect is real from the media. Duke and Carolina had the same amount of All ACC selections. They each had three. Graham Barton was the top vote getter. The uh, the the offensive tackle for Duke was the top vote getter amongst all offensive linemen. And and sorry, uh, sorry, offensive linemen. Right. I I hey. I, I, I love my linemen, right? And I, I believe they do not get the the credit that they deserve. But I also understand that judging what you do is difficult, right? Without knowing scheme, without knowing what your offensive uh, line coach is asking you to do, it's very difficult to judge what you do, play in and play out, unless you're giving up a sack or something obvious, right? Then it's like, oh, that was a bad play for you. But even then, you might have expected a, a chip or you might have expected some help from the inside. It's really tough. So 
I believe when the media is voting on offensive linemen, there is a lot of just like team respect, right? There's a lot of just, oh, that team is is well run and they can run the football, so they must have a good offensive lineman somewhere. Mm-hmm. So to me, the fact that Graham Barton of Duke was the top vote getter on offensive line of any offensive lineman in the ACC means a lot of media members just went, Elko runs a, a hard-nosed program, right? The big guys are well-trained there, and this one is the guy that's going to represent them. Let's all vote for him. It's like a groupthink thing. So I, I Duke, should their their reputation is leveling up a bit. Wake, the disrespect is real. If Duke, the respect is real. Wake, the disrespect is real. Very real. No players. We were talking earlier, me and Dennis off air. I think one of the wide receivers should have been on there, and and maybe Wake should have like uh, selected who they were promoting and like campaigned or something because you know I I believe it's Donovan Green. I think he's explosive a wide receiver. His yards per catch were big. Uh, he and there's you know At Perry's eighty plus catches and a thousand plus yards that that's out there for the rest of them to absorb. So I I think it would have been Donovan Green. There's a few others it could have been. I, I actually picked on mine. I actually picked Jamal Banks from Wake Forest, and that's the thing because they have a plethora of so many mm-hmm. good wideouts that probably split the split the votes what? out. Because once you get past uh, Calhoun mm-hmm. from Duke, the voting was actually spread out pretty pretty wide. It's yeah, exactly. And and anytime you have awards lists or or selections like this, it's easy to go to the analogy of like the the Oscars, which we did earlier. But I'll go again. Sometimes you see like best supporting actor, and there's two actors from the same movie. It's like, oh, they're not going to win because anybody that loved that movie, it's going to be split and they're not going to get enough votes. Or you see it in, in sports when you have, uh, you know, two MVP candidates on the same basketball team or whatever it is. You're, you're, you're not going to either win because they're going to split. So maybe maybe that's what happened to Wake. But the fact that they have zero on the All-ACC list, that's a little surprising to me. And then there's Peyton Wilson. Yes. That's first of all, it's disrespectful to Peyton Wilson because he alone, like he doesn't need narrative to be an all ACC player, right? He's, he's put it on tape. He's been very good on the field. He's made big plays, but also there is a narrative element here. Uh, NC state led the ACC in points allowed a season ago, right? So that's one measurement of who had the best defense. Mm Mm-hmm. Aiden White is all ACC. He's one of their corners. But how are you going to take the best defense who's returning some of its best players and only have one player on the all ACC list? That's that's where I get confused, right? And I know that that the selections are averages and everything, but every media member should take it upon themselves to look at the big picture when you're putting in your, your ballot, right? It's It's not just... As simple as beep, 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 done, right? And I know it's all digital now. I would have loved to be been around for the days where you, you, you had to check off boxes by hand and mail it in. But Peyton Wilson deserves to be in is what I'm saying. But, but also, in addition to that, NC State, their defense, having been one of, if not the best in the ACC last year, deserves to have more than one player on the all-defense, all the all-ACC preseason defense. That's kind of – when you see so many Clemson players, I can't help but think that a lot, you know, filled it the players that they know and then went for the rest, I'm just going to say Clemson. 
And that's a little disappointing to me. Not naming names, of course, when it comes to, to voters. Uh, one more little little uh, just addition here. Riley Leonard did finish in the top five, tied fifth in preseason player of the year with one vote. Hey, there you go. There you go. Jordan Travis, 66. This is going to be – Jordan Travis last year had 31 total touchdowns, five interceptions. Riley Leonard had 33 total touchdowns, six interceptions. Jordan Travis gets 66 votes. Riley Leonard gets one. Hmm. hmm. That's a good sound right there. Just, hmm. just, pre- just presenting the numbers for you to have your own reactions. Just throwing it out there. Hmm. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity. Hit it and quit it here on The Drive with Tim Donnelly on 99.9 The Fan, uh, where we hit and quit as many topics as we can. We'll start with the Major League Baseball trade deadline, uh, which came and went yesterday. The biggest bombshells to drop, both involving the New York Mets, and one not even happening on the deadline. It happened leading up to the deadline. Uh, but the Mets moved on from right-hander Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander yesterday. Two-star, nearly 40 or over 40 uh, pitchers. And they brought back future uh, prospects, which is interesting considering the Mets had the largest payroll in baseball and now they are essentially building for the future. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't quite work out for them this year, did it? Didn't work out. Uh, um, they get to go down, what, what was it, the, I forget what year it was, maybe 20, 2008 Dream Team Eagles? Oh, yes. Or the... the With like Mike Vick, Vince Young. <laughs> Vince Young was the one that called them the Dream Team. Yes. Or the, the was it Kobe, Dwight Howard, and Steve Nash Lakers? When these, these teams come together and it's like, oh, super team, and then just... Oh, gosh, I remember when it was Gary Payton and Carl Malone joined Gary the Lakers. Payton, Carl Malone, Shaq, and Kobe, another going. They at least made it to the finals. They just got beat by the Pistons. Yeah. Uh, Scherzer essentially told the media, by the way, in his, his Rangers intro, uh, that he was told by the Mets that 2024 was not a reload but a transition year mm-hmm. and that they're building for maybe 2025, more likely 2026, which means they spent a boatload of money to be in a rebuild. That's not great for uh, the New York Mets and Steve Cohen, their billion billionaire owner. Yeah, not the place you want to be. A lot of other, I would say, uh, smaller but makes sense kind of kind of moves, right? The the contenders loaded up on a little bit more bullpen. The the non-contenders moved on guys that were at the end of their contracts and and kind of the the fit was made all over the league. But that's about where we stand on that. So uh, Major League Baseball trade deadline fireworks but i wouldn't say like you know the big finale of any kind i didn't get my wish that shohei otani was going to get traded to the tampa bay rays <laughs> and that they would send him down on a quote rehab rehab assignment, assignment yeah. <laughs> so he would actually be in durham make up an injury 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> he, he just needs a conditioning stint or something along those lines because I would have loved, loved to have seen him in a Durham Bulls uniform. Do you realize how fast that stuff would sell? Uh, they would be as quickly as they could print. I, I, they couldn't print fast enough. There'd be fans waiting there at the end of the press, you know, burning their, their fingers trying to get it off the, the, the press there. I told our boss, Paul, I said, if that happens, we're doing a show out there. <laughs> oh, if I mean, if and I, don't, I don't care if he's on the Gwinnett Stripers, if he goes to the, I think that's in the Braves organization. Yeah. If he goes to the Braves and he has a rehab assignment for the Gwinnett Stripers and they happen to be playing in Durham. Oh, we're going to be we'll, there. We'll be out there. I'll buy a Striper uh, shirt. Uh, there's, there's a lot. <laughs> I don't know going that far. Nah, nah. But uh but yeah, I mean it's it, it didn't happen, but Shohei now the just the Shohei watch pushes to the offseason because you know the reason why he was in the mix uh on the trade deadline is because he's he's coming up here due uh, with a new contract and we'll see how it ends up. Uh let's quit that, let's hit this. You like that? You like that? All right, so the next one up here on hit it and quit it. Because I like to tie things here into the state of North Carolina, the wrestling fan that I am as well, Vince McMahon who's actually went to mm. East Carolina University. Federal law enforcement agents actually executed a search warrant on the WWE boss last month and served him with federal grand jury subpoena, something that the company Yikes. actually disclosed today. So this is kind of a part of the ongoing investigation into allegations that, that Vince McMahon had paid millions of dollars to women over years, uh, over several years, after being accused of sexual misconduct. So basically just hush money, essentially is what it was. So the WWE also revealed that McMahon also went on medical leave after he underwent what they said, quote, major spinal surgery. Uh, actually back on the 21st is when his leave began, 21st of July, that is. So nonetheless, this is actually something pretty big because once again, the WWE and Vince McMahon have strong ties here to the state of North Carolina, but it's also interesting in the fact that WWE WWE agreed to merge with the UFC mm. to form that new publicly traded company the by Endeavor Group. So they're going to be public WWE is publicly traded but again merging with Endeavor UFC. So I'm just curious how that all is going to factor into this with again now a federal subpoena. And and I don't I don't pretend to know the uh, the ins and outs of like Fortune 500 businesses, right? I I I'm not in the C suite. And I, I don't sit at large, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, CEO meetings often. I don't. But often, ever. Uh, but I do know that when they're publicly traded companies, when there's scandal, traditionally they distance, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's even if there's a you know, nice severance or whatever they have to do, it's like, scandal, you get out of here. We don't want our, our uh, stockholders, our shareholders to have to be, to be exposed to what you have going on. So Vince is... We'll see where it ends up. We'll see. We'll see. And this doesn't feel like a play, right? Every once no. in a while, every once in a while, you know, right? The it's like, is this real or is this scripted? This doesn't feel like that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the federal government's not going to do a work. You although, know, a worked angle. If, although, if that'd be an all timer right there. It would be actually. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. You done messed up. Pac-12 leaders have been presented with an Apple streaming deal. After months of negotiation and uncertainty, and probably too much speculation from everybody on the outside, yeah. uh, Commissioner of the Pac-12, George Klyavkov, uh, on Tuesday presented the conference's presidents and chancellors with a potential 
primarily subscription-based Apple streaming deal for its television contract that expires after this school year, according to multiple sources. There's two angles to look at it. One, if you enjoy a nice little Pac-12 after dark football game. Oh, who doesn't? Right after a full day of watching college football, if you're like, you know what I want? Just a little bit more college football. Yeah, I want a good Washington State, Oregon State matchup. Just give yeah, it to me. Go ahead. I, I don't have enough Utah in my life. Uh, if, if that's you, and by the way, I'm joking about it. That's 100% me, right? Like uh, with Dorian Thompson-Robinson with UCLA starting on a 10:30 kick, sign me up. Last five years, that's been my life. He's on the Browns now, mm-hmm. but you knew he was going to bring entertainment. Chip Kelly, come on. Uh, if you want that starting not this year but the year after, there's a good chance you're going to have to pay for a subscription service and maybe even an add-on to the subscription service. Now I can tell you how it'll probably go for me. I'll probably say I'm not going to do it. It's dumb. I don't like this. But after a full day of watching college football, when I'm going, now where is the Washington State game? I'm going to hope that my my wallet is somewhere like in the kitchen and I'm mm-hmm. in the living room because then I'll be like, I'm not going to stand up. But if it's within arm's distance, could be risky. You think about it. It could, be, think about could, it. Be, I, it could be a little tempting. All right. If the Pac-12 ends up being on Apple, fine. But if they really want to survive mm. and actually give viewership and people actually remember that they exist, they need to be on some sort of terrestrial network or some sort of over the air, whatever it might be. I don't care if you do put games on the CW. That's okay. Guess what? The CW is in more households than ESPN is. Now, a lot of people would joke about the ACC being on the CW. Well, that's the third tier games, and it's one a week. It's not their primary outlet. CW, go that route. I don't care. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, go that route. Go go that route with the Pac-12. With the Pac-12. Go that route if you have to. because Or be willing to play on Thursdays and Fridays. And maybe get a little ACC money that way. That way you kind of get a little bit more of the spotlight. Who cares about high school football if you're the Pac-12? I know I understand recruiting. I know high school football is a big thing here in the state of North Carolina. I follow follow it a lot as well. I've done play-by-play for high school OT a long time. Or, or be willing but to go still, go out of the, the football week. I call the, That's what I mean. The, the football week is Thursday night football on Thursday, high school Friday, college Saturday, NFL Sunday, Monday night football Monday. If you want to go Tuesday or Wednesday, go nuts. Be like the be like the Mac. Yeah. Guess what? People watch the Mac. They love some good Tuesday Mac action. The interesting part of this particular deal that they're discussing with the Pac-12 is it's expected to be very very incentive based, mm-hmm. right? So think of the Pac-12 like a like a injured former great NFL player, right? They're a little wounded right now, but at one point in time they were they were very very impressive Pro Bowler. So they want to get back in the league. They need a new contract. What do they do? Stack up those incentives, baby, right? Yep. If I get a 1,000 catches, if I get all this kind of stuff, uh, then then you have to give me all the money. But if I don't, I walk away with the minimum. So essentially the incentives are all subscription-based, right? How many subscribers sign up to watch the Pac-12 decides how much money Apple's going to give each team. The hard part about that is the first few years, right? Because what you'd want to set up is – this year's incentives decide how much we get paid three years from now so your budgets and your revenues can line up you know how much you can spend on a given year because you already know what's coming in the hard part is these teams aren't going to know how to spend because they don't know how much they're getting from apple because they don't know how many people are going to subscribe yet 
it, it puts everything very, very up in the air, uh, which is, is not what you want. You want concrete numbers so you know, you know, how many private jets you can fly across the country for recruiting. How about this, though? Apple? Yeah. Apple TV. When you think of Apple TV, what do you think of? Ted Lasso. There you go. How soon before the Pac-12 is getting really crazy with their offer and they're going like Sudeikis on the sideline for every every Saturday night game? Right? Pay him a lot of money, but he'd do it. Right? I mean, Apple TV is all about the – what about Messi kicking field goals, right? Apple TV and Messi are now in some kind of business partnership. That's right. Uh, there's, there's, I don't know, new – I don't even know all the shows on Apple TV. Documentaries? Somehow they need to cross-promote. How soon before the Pac-12 gets desperate? I Apple. think they already are. <laughs> Apple, listen, we don't even need Sudeikis. Give us, give us Jamie Tart, and, right. and we'll plaster him all over the cover. He'll be in the huddle twice a game. I like, just need Roy Kent to walk into the. Give stadium. me Roy Kent at halftime of all games. We'll see how it goes. He won't. He won't uh, uh, mince words. Uh, let's quit that. Let's hit this. It means more. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, Jets offensive coordinator. He was asked about the comments of Sean Payton had towards him i'm on record saying look i had no problem with sean payton you're saying he should have owned it exactly own yeah. it you said it you had a problem it. with the apology i well yeah i have a problem with the backtracking like no you said it own it we all heard it but also i had no problem with people keeping receipts and clapping back like mm-hmm. aaron Rodgers did zero issue with that but here's the thing with hackett he was actually asked about hey did sean payton break code by doing what he did I do, and I, I just think that within within this glass house that we all live in, and it's one of those things, it, it's, it's very expected. I mean, we, we, you knew it was going to happen. You knew he was going to handle it that way at some point. It's how it was going all last year. And uh, But, hey, now, now it is what it is, and we move on. I'm very excited about this team. There's been a lot of really good stuff going on here, uh, and I want to be sure we're focusing on that because uh, th- that, that's in the past. Learn from your mistakes. Move on. All of us. Well, I'll, I'll react this way to the the clip you just heard. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, stop talking about it. Yeah, we get your ass about it. But, you know, move on. Hey, that's in the past. Sean Payton said what he said. Let's move on. Sean Payton is a is a future, probably Hall of Fame coach. Potentially, he, he's yeah. got a Super Bowl. He coached Breeze to a whole bunch of records. Maybe not Hall of Fame yet, but if he has any success in Denver, probably. Uh, so we know he understands football, and he said you were terrible at your job. I wouldn't remind anyone of that. Oh, he broke a code. Okay, but was he telling the truth? Because you probably want to bury that. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at The designery.com we actually have a little bit of breaking news here so uh let's jump to that bad boy 
per our very own Brian Murphy. Yeah. WRAL investigative sports reporter. Florida State trustee Justin Roth, quote, our goal is as a university should be to figure out how we exit this TV deal that we currently have in the next 12 months. Hmm. In a different tweet from our very own Brian Murphy, WRAL, sports investigator reporter, Florida State's president, quote, Florida State will have to, at some point, consider very seriously leaving the ACC unless there were a radical change to the revenue distribution. Also here, Florida State trustee Drew Weatherford Mm -hmm. says, quote, it's not a matter of if we leave the ACC, but how and when we leave. That's bold words. Yikes. Yeah, that's bold. Now it's getting real. Yikes. Now, 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 like you mentioned earlier in the show, rumors circulating are just rumors. But when you hear someone within a university or a conference commissioner say something like this, then you know it's real. And make no mistake about it. I'm I'm on – you mentioned how you, jokes and, and, and uh, maybe a little bit of trash talk, it's all fair. Yeah. You keep receipts. I'm all for the jokes at the expense of Florida State, right? It's sure. It's – They've struggled compared to where they were, and some of their fans still believe they are where they were. And and I'm like, hey, and when you're on top, you get to talk trash. When you're not on top, the trash gets talked at you. Like I'm fine with the Florida State uh, trash talk. Like if 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 you want to give them the business, go ahead and give them the business. But I'm also not here to say that they aren't a brand name, that they aren't an asset to the ACC, that there likely wouldn't be people interested in following them if they made a drastic decision. Right? I don't think if Florida State stands up and does the Jerry Maguire, right? I'm leaving. Who's coming with me? That it's going to be crickets. Right? I think there's they're they're dynamic and magnetic enough that if I'm leaving, who's coming with me? Someone might say yes. Well, you remember the Magnificent Seven? which Mm. included UNC and NC State, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Florida State, I think Clemson, Miami was involved in all this as well. (laughs) So they were part of that Magnificent Seven. Well, if FSU is able to find a way out, who says that these other universities part of that Magnificent Seven are also going to find a way out? It's it's also, and this is the other option, right? Although Florida State Board of Trustee member Drew Weatherford, uh, that quote, not messing around, right? No. It's not a matter of if we leave, it's a matter of how and when we leave. But let's not pretend that everything isn't a negotiation, okay? Let's not pretend that they might be puffing up their chest in order to either pressure ESPN into upping the ACC media rights deal as far as how much each each team gets, or puffing up their chest to bully the ACC into changing how they distribute the money they're already getting from ESPN. Mm-hmm. Right, it might be. It's not a matter of if we leave; it's a matter of how and when we leave. And then the the ACC has a meeting and says, "What if we give you fifty percent of what we were given Syracuse?" And Syracuse just has to make do with fifty percent. I'm listening. Right, that it might be they need to be wooed, or even even more dramatically, they need to be compensated. Right, they're Florida State right now is doing what, uh, well, they're doing the same thing that, say, uh, Jonathan, or not Jonathan, uh, uh, Josh Jacobs is doing, or the same thing that Saquon Barkley did, threatening to leave, right? You need me more than I need you. The difference is Florida State might have some leverage, 
where running backs don't have leverage, I believe Florida State is an asset to the ACC. Yeah. Right? As somebody, I'm not a Florida State fan, I'd add a, not even a little bit, right? We talked with Jared Verse at the ACC kickoff. He was a nice guy, but I, I don't have any allegiances to that 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 program. The thing that I would say is I am an ACC fan. So I'm rooting for the health of the conference, which helps the the teams that I, I do follow, pro, both professionally and personally. Right? So I don't want to see what happens to the rest of the ACC if a few of the bigger national brands start to get a little antsy, right? Start to get a little happy feet. If they need to get on the move, the, the, the teams that are left are not going to be in a good place, right? Think of it, think of it like the Pac-12. And I know that right now, for 100% certainty, the ACC is in a healthier place than the Pac-12 has been recently, okay? But you lose UC, USC, you lose UCLA, you lose Colorado, who might not be as big of a national brand as they once were, but Deion Sanders is a national brand. Even good programs like Stanford and Oregon, right? Even brand names like Washington are now in a very precarious situation. So if you lose Florida State and maybe, I don't know, if Clemson goes with them or Miami goes with them or or any other brand name out of the, the ACC, if they, you know, kind of hear what FSU is selling right now and go, that's nice, I'll have what they're having, then even the strong programs like the ones here in the triangle, NC State, Duke, North Carolina, Wake, even the strong programs that that aren't in that group are going to be in a more precarious situation. And they might be forced into making decisions they don't want to make or they weren't anticipating having to make. And again, State was was in that that Magnificent Seven, right? They're like there are groups that mean a lot to us that, that were in that Magnificent Seven. Florida State just obviously, I mean, FSU President Richard McCullough, another quote, this comes from Brett McMurphy of uh, Action Network. We are not satisfied with our current situation. This one's a little bit, by the way, just my commentary now, a little bit softer on the ACC. We love the ACC, he continues. Our goal is to stay in the ACC. But to stay in the ACC under current situation is hard for us to figure out how we remain competitive unless there is a major change in revenue distribution within the ACC. It sounds like Florida State is threatening to bounce unless they start getting paid more than their ACC counterparts. Or more than most of their AC. I'm sure there's a couple peers that they might be okay being level with. Yeah. But that to me is, even if they get their way and stay, that makes me fearful for the future of the ACC. Because then the teams that get the money will be the best. And the teams that don't will get worse. And then because you're the best, you'll get more. And because you're the worst, you'll get less. And the gap will just continue growing and growing and growing until you have almost, you know, the 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 super rich and the super poor. And then how does a conference not split up when you have, you know, four programs that are in the mix for the college football playoff every year because they're getting more and more money every year because they're the top 
and you have four programs that are just getting their butts kicked every year because they're getting the smallest percentage of the pie, and then you expect the the conference to just continue with that? Eventually, either the 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 top of the top is going to say, "Why am I still here?" Right? I want to go play in in the 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 big leagues, and the ones that are getting their butts kicked are going to say, "Why am I still here?" Just being a doormat. Yeah. So like, I much rather go the American. Yeah, and 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 compete rather and get a fair share of the pie with the people I'm competing against. Florida State's trying to bully their way into getting a bigger slice of the media rights pie or a new media rights deal or leave. And and that might be great for Florida State, but I I I, I don't think it's great for the conference. And Florida State might look at me dead in the eye and say, it's not our responsibility to worry about the conference. We're looking out for numero uno, mm-hmm. right? Similar to when a player is holding out for a new contract, right? That might not be best for the team, but I got to look out for numero uno in my own pocketbook. Yeah. Either way, this is now real, right? Yesterday, the rumors that popped up on message boards about Clemson, Florida State, Oregon, and Washington, or Stanford, or whoever it was, jumping to the Big Ten. I mean, there's nothing but unnamed, unnamed sources, right? I didn't know the people that weren't naming their sources. Today, these are presidents, trustees. These these are people with power putting their name attached to the quotes. Yeah. Right? This isn't some reporter saying, you know, someone inside the program. This is blank, blank, FSU trustee, blank, blank, FSU president. Yeah, we get a board of trustee for a university saying, if not now, say not not when or if, but when and how. I'll say that again. In saying, <laughs> it's not if we leave; it's when and how we leave. Exactly. So I mean, that's a that's a that's a that's a declarative statement. You and know, here, that's not like we're thinking about it. We're gonna weigh our options. No, you've made up your mind. And and this is a good good kind of cap on the conversation. And again, it comes from uh, Brian Murphy, you hear on the, this show often, friend of friend of the program. Florida State president and trustees make it clear they're looking to leave the Atlantic Coast Conference. Exactly when and how? Less clear about that. So in, in certain ways, they've they've put it very bluntly. They've talked to, about it very, very obviously. In other ways, they were vague. Until those other ways, they have a direct plan because I'm just going to throw this out there. I still don't know how you get out of the – ACC grant of rights when it comes to your media rights, yeah. even if you want to. Until they have an answer to how do you break that, it's a lot of posturing. But also, I'm not sure you want like a like a Florida State that hates where they are in your conference for the next 13 years because the, the grant of rights goes until 2036. That's, that sounds kind of miserable too. To use another example, they they I, I guess they could James Harden this bad boy, which hmm. is like, I want to trade. No, you're under contract. We're not trading you. All right, I'm going to make your life miserable, right? I'm going to be <laughs> terrible at the podium. I'm going to be out of shape. I'm not going to play well, and I'm probably going to pull my hamstring. Like, Florida State could just make life miserable for the ACC, but I hope it doesn't get to that, and I hope Florida State would be above that, and I hope the ACC comes out all right. At Wake Med MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care 
to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org.